Hey everybody, welcome to another week of Game On High School Football. I'm Drew Markle, yes, I am in my car, but I'm parked. Uh, Daryl, before you pick on me, I am parked, and I, uh, but you know, uh, you can do a podcast and spend anywhere, and this, this is one of those times. I'm, I'm joined by Daryl Dobus, longtime voice of uh, WMPV, who'll be laughing at me in a moment. Um, you look like you're more in a, a, you know, you and Elon Musk there, SpaceX uh, rocket. The way you're all uh, surrounded between glass and uh, padding. <laughs> that, 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 that's the, as, as close as I'll come to Elon Musk as far as any comparison. Uh, <laughs> you know, his checkbook's a little a little thicker than mine. But uh, all right, Daryl, the, uh, the surroundings aside, um, a pretty good, interesting, you know, week last week of high school football. We're heading into week five. It, we're, at the, it, we're at the midway point of the season already. I mean, you know, what do you take away? Uh, or better yet, when you thought in, in the preseason, has have some you know teams you know changed your mind of what you expected from those teams, and maybe are, are there some surprises one way or the other? Well, probably the biggest surprise to me is Nishamani, um coming in right now at one and three. I would have thought they would have had a better record at this point and not have to get their first win in week four and, and just a slugfest with uh with Souderton. That probably surprises me. And that's probably more because of the history of, of Nishamani. They just don't really have letdowns during their seasons. Um you know so probably the that would be one of the biggest surprises um that Nishamani is is one in three. Pleasant surprise and I don't say this because of the last couple of weeks. Central Bucks West, you kind of wonder their numbers have been down. Um, right. you know, they've been, they've been one of those wild cards where you just don't know what you're going to get from one year to the next because of the three central buck schools, they are the lowest enrollment to begin with. And who would have right. thought you would have said that many moons ago, um, with, with the central bucks West high school, let alone their football program. So uh, they're a pleasant surprise. Um, they're going to start getting into the teeth of their schedule here, um, coming up. Uh, and, and as for any any other surprises, I would think Penridge a little bit, not because of their defense, but their offense is starting to come around. They lost so much firepower on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is doing enough to give their offense a chance, and the offense is producing. So that's probably, at least for me, some of the surprises I've had so far. Gotcha. I agree, I agree with you on everything. Um a couple for me was uh, what one would be Palisades, which you know a district title last year, an eight and two record. I mean the two losses coming against you know a larger enrollment um, schools, you know which, which does happen. But just the one win so far this year, you know for Palisades, and they they lost a lot to you know to graduation, but there was still some 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 decent talent back. So. You know, they need to kind of get kind of get rolling. And uh, to your point about, you know, you know, with the enrollment and stuff, we used to kind of look at, you know, the smaller schools. You know, you know, you have six classifications in Pennsylvania, but, you know, the one A's and the two A's and the, you know, the three A's even where it would almost be like you'd have to build up. After a couple, you know, a couple of years to get uh, to where your program, you know, has, you, have, you have a great group of seniors or whatever. I think now that that's affecting and CB West was an, an interesting, you know, example you threw out there. You're seeing that now with, you know, the numbers across the board um, aren't as, uh, the kids coming out aren't as great for football. So, you know, it's even for the larger schools, you know, it, it's harder to, 
keep a program going. Um, you know, I'm not sure if that's the case at Nishamani. I, I expect the Nishamani at this point to be, you know, maybe two and two at the worst. But they had a night, you know, over three. They come up with a nice win last week. But, uh, you know, the numbers, it's a numbers game in, in football. Um, you know, we take a look at like a school like, you know, Pensbury. Uh, they finally scored. Um you know, last week in, in a in a loss to Truman, put up I believe it was twenty nine points. I want to say, yeah. So they, you know, but they hadn't scored um, a point all season, and you know that's unheard of for for you know such a tradition rich you know school like Pensbury. So it's you know it's becoming more and more I think tougher to have a you know a program where where you're where you're good every year instead of you know you you kind of build up to have to what is you know a really a really good season. So. Well, that, that's that's what makes programs like North Penn, even though they have a, such a volume of of kids uh, that go to the school, uh, it still makes it all the more impressive that Dick Beck and those guys can keep producing winning records yes. at a regular rate. I mean, at minimum, I think he's had one six and four thrown in there in the last 10, 15 years, but at, at least seven and three, eight and two, and even, even better. That Pensbury program you mentioned, by the way, um, I got a chance finally to see their roster. Okay. And it stunned me. First of all, they are young. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's Dan McShane is right on that. But what stunned me is the fact that they have maybe 10 kids that are over 200 pounds yeah. in that program. If you, and maybe just a similar amount that are over six foot, uh, you know, now I'm not saying you can't grow these kids and you're not going to, you know, stuff these kids to make them 300 pounds. But if you think about what Pensbury and they are a large school, their top two grades, it's 1600. Okay. Right. So they've got the numbers that way. Right. But it's amazing knowing what this program has consistently done, even if they've had a down year, they've had size. They've had sure. they've had offensive linemen that have gone D one. They've had uh, uh, you know running backs that have gone D one. Uh, I mean, Snorway, uh, you, you know, is one. I think he went to Rutgers there uh, initially, if I'm not mistaken. But but they've had talent. They've had size, and I think the biggest problem for Nishan, or excuse me for Pensbury, um, and you can get in the weight room all you want, but if you're putting out an offensive line. To, in today's football, that goes, you know, on average maybe five ten, barely two hundred. Right, you're gonna get you're you're gonna get clobbered. When I played, uh, and you're talking 1984, 85. That's a while ago, but we had kids: Tony Sevo, Bob Burns, Bill Godown. You know, we had a line that across the board for 84, 84 averaged about 250 yeah which is which is crazy then nowadays it's almost commonplace so if you're not putting out a line that can at least give you some bulk and not get pushed around i mean the defense is already playing at a disadvantage because they can't you know get any penetration they're getting blown off the ball and just the opposite for the offensive line the defense is able to blow through and you can't generate any offense so right. you know and even in this game against uh Truman they they had Truman backed up so many times on penalties 
that they should have stopped Truman and probably should have won this game. But when you turn around and you give the quarterback a chance to throw to one receiver for 280 yards, you know, on nine catches, you know, he throws for five TDs and 380 yards, you know, that comes down to if a team doesn't kill itself, they don't hurt themselves right. with penalties and mistakes. Pensbury's not going to have a chance. No, I, I Daryl, you're right. I mean, I, I've had, uh, I've had more than one, you know, opposing coach tell me that, that, you know, that have played Pensbury or, or are going to play Pensbury when, when they look at the film, that they look like a two a 2A or three a, you know, offensive and defensive line, which is, like you said, is unheard of. Um, you know, a dedicated weight program is a huge part of it. You got to get the kids in there and, you know, and, you know, is Pensbury doing that? I imagine they are. I don't know, but uh, you know, that, that's a thing that that's, uh, that's a I mean, there's like, like any other school, there's talent at Pensbury, but the, the problem is, is that is there the opportunity to use it? If you've got a talented tailback, what is it? What good is it? If you can't open up the line, if you have outstanding linebackers, and believe me, Pensbury has been known for outstanding linebackers, um, you know, if they are get worried about trying to get off the defensive linemen that are getting put, pushed back, they can't break through gaps and cause right. havoc in, in the backfield. They're usually chasing people down at that point. You know, if, if if that's the case, who knows if the secondary is any good? I mean, I know they got torched for 380, but if you can get run on the whole time, you don't know what the secondary is like. So, it's just right. – it's a really unfortunate situation here for Pensbury. Their numbers are not as big as they used to be, and they are not as big as they used right. to be. And, you know, the coach can do all he wants. He can weight, weight train all he wants. There is just – what is it Jim Ly, Jimmy Lyman, uh, Lyman used to say? Lyman used to say uh, when he was with the Sixers, can't teach height. Well, you can't teach a 275-pound kid walking into your program. You can't do it. You can teach them how to be a good lineman or a good running back or a quarterback or whatever. But if you don't have the size, eventually that does catch up to you. And right now it's catching up to Pensburg. Yeah, it sure is. Absolutely. Um, all right, I tell you what, Darrell, we, uh, we were crowing the past couple of weeks about our <laughs> our. our and rightfully so. I mean, you know, but we got a little bit of a comeuppance last week. Uh, we went, we had, a, we picked four games last week, and we, we each of us got only two right. So I think we're at ten and three for the season, both yep. of us. Um, so we're, let's let's jump into a couple of games again. We're kind of heading into week five, the halfway point of the season. Um, you know, before we get in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, let's take a look at a couple of games. We'll start um, a good game in the. Uh, Suburban One League Continental Conference. You've got Upper Dublin, which lost for the first time to North Penn, a thirty-five to twenty last week against undefeated Quakertown. Um, what, what do you think there, Daryl? Well, you, you kind of had a feeling that Upper Dublin was going to have an issue with North Penn. You just wanted to know how they were going to show, and fifteen points is not bad. That's uh, it's not bad for an Upper Dublin team that really has ha had to play. Um, no, it was, that was 35-20, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the 50, I'm saying a 15-point loss. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. But it, but it, they have really had their backs against the wall here after Ida came through and just destroyed their you know, everything that they used to work out with. And, you know, and, and, and I'm glad I, I, they're starting to clean up there now and, and put some stuff back together. And I'm I'm glad for the crew at Upper Dublin, everything there in Fort Washington and, 
and, and in that neck of the woods, Maple Glen. Um, but they've really been playing hard. And uh, they, I think they're playing with that kind of emotion that says, we're, we're doing this for our school, we're doing this for our community. Even though they're playing for themselves, <laughs> they, they're, they're getting that support, which is great. I'm glad to hear. Um, the only thing is, I think this is a very strong Quakertown team that they are going to run into. Um, they played very well in the COVID year. They took on some tough competition down the stretch. Uh, you know, whoever they could grab, really, they were trying to grab people. They had Perkium and Valley on the ropes. They uh, dismantled uh, Upper Moreland last year, which uh, which ended up winning the, the 4A title in the district. So I think this is going to be a fun game. This is going to be a close game. And I think the Panthers at Alumni Field will walk away with the victory, but it will not be easy. I will go 24-21. We'll talk a late field goal for Quakertown to pull out the victory and stay undefeated. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go agree with you there. I like Quakertown. Uh, you know, George Bannis does a nice job every year with that team. He's got a three-year starter quarterback in Will Stike. Um, and Tyler Woodman, the running back, is having a, a huge season. I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers too, but I'll give them a little bit, a little bit more of an edge or cushion. I'll go Quakertown 31-21. Now let's look at, at CB South um, at Neshaminy. CB South lost to the other two CBs, but they're you know they're two and two. Neshaminy coming off its first win, you know, beat Souderton last week. What do you think of that one? I'll tell you what, this one, you and I very easily could be split on this one. And this sure. is not easy. Forget what the records say. This isn't two eight no teams right now. Kind of, this right. is tough because South has been a bit of a roller coaster ride. You don't, they're another team that is not really one of these big teams uh, size wise, mm -hmm. uh, but they do have some size. They've got some talent, a quarterback. Neshaminy, you, you know, they, they beat a very good Souderton team, you know, they, but Sarton is a little is dinged up. Uh, mm -hmm. So, but still only puts only put 17 points on the board. Um, they just can't. Their defense showed up, but their offense just can't seem to generate uh, a lot on the ground. Um, I'm going to sound like a Pensbury guy here, and I don't mean to, but <laughs> I think I think at least in program wise, I think this would be considered an upset. But I think I'm going to go with the Titans here. I think I'm going to say South comes into Heartbreak Ridge, and they're going to come away with one. Uh, let's go. Well, this can be tough. Let's go. Twenty-one uh, seventeen CB South. All right, I'm going. To, I'm going to go the other direction. We have. There we go. Took us five weeks. I know. Took us five weeks. I know. We finally disagreed, but uh, you know, like. You know, like South and Chamonix, you know, been been banged up too. Um, you know, I, I've but but winning does a whole lot for morale in the in that week of practice leading up to the next game. This one's really tight, Gerald. I've seen both these teams. You know, again, you, you flip a coin. Um, I'm gonna I'll say the Chamonix 17-16. You know, again, obviously it could go either way, but I'll, I'll take the Chamonix in that spot. This right, one, let's go. this one, can determine who's out of the running though for the for the uh, national conference title as well, because the loser of this one will go to zero and three. And even though yeah. South has a, an easier schedule coming up with Abington, who's good, uh, and Council Rock South, which is an out of conference, they got Pensbury as well in the next three weeks. 
they could make up ground. But if they lose this one, the loser of this one, I think, with three losses is going to be done. Conference-wise. Conference-wise. No, I got you. And speaking of the Smyrna One League National, um, the, the, you know, you got the top dog in North Penn, 4-0, hosting 3-1 Penridge. What do you think of that? That's gonna, this is going to be fun. You're, you're talking about the defense. This is a defense-offense matchup. Even though North Penn does have a solid defense, it's their offense that's driving this team right now. Zelt at quarterback, Kalani Eaton at running back. I mean, they're the two big guns right there if you, if you want to go that route. Uh, Eaton is putting up all state type numbers so far through the first four weeks. Um, or Eaton, did I say Eaton's putting up all state numbers? Um, the Penridge is going to be amped up for this. I'm looking at their schedule. This is a tough two week stretch for them because they come off of Council Rock and Pens- North and Pensbury, both 35 nothing shutouts, uh, sandwiched in the Shamney win in there. But you're talking North Penn this week and then Central Bucks West at home next mm-hmm. week. And CB West could very well be coming in there as a one-loss team as right. well. So this is – One loss to Coatesville too. Let's not yeah, forget. yeah. So this is a very, very tricky game for Penridge. Can they get up and stay up? Uh, meanwhile, North Penn's got a Chamonix next week. Could they be looking ahead? Uh, you know, Dick Beck doesn't like – have his kids usually looking ahead, but kids are kids. And they think the Chamonix so down. They get the Chamonix and Truman the next two weeks, and which should be—I couldn't believe I'll say this about the Chamonix. Should be easy wins for North Penn, but are they going to be looking ahead? North Penn, this is going to be a game for a half. It may even be like Souderton, a game for three quarters. I'm going to say North Penn too much speed for Penridge, and they are going to end up pulling away. North Penn's been scoring. They've been averaging around 40-plus a game. I won't go that high, but I'm going to give them 30. We'll go North Penn, 31, Penn Ridge, 16. All right. We, we, we know we kind of agree here. The uh, Again, I've seen both of these teams play. Um, and North Penn just has – they're just more diverse on offense. They, they can throw it with Zelt. Um, you know, Levi Carroll's a really good uh, yep. receiver out there. Kalani Eaton, you know, as you mentioned, an All-State running back last year, well on his way to doing it again. Um, you know, when you can do both, when you can run it and throw it in high school football, you're dangerous. Uh, and what's one thing, Penridge can run it, but they haven't proven yet that they can throw it. And that's going to hurt them. And, I, you know, their defense is tremendous, but they're going to be out there for a long time. I, I like North Penn 28-14. And, Darrell, we'll finish up with a Saturday game. Uh, Truman over at Ben Sale. Both, te- you know, I, I believe both teams are two and two. So, what do you what do you think of that one? Well, Ben Salem's homecoming, and mm-hmm. uh, I know all about homecoming at Ben Salem and coming away with a loss, unfortunately. But right. Ben Salem has got Council Rock North coming up right after this. But this might be for Truman. This is a must-win situation here, uh, not only in the Continental but for their season. You're looking at Upper Dublin and North Penn the next two weeks. If they lose and go to two and five, you know right. their their hopes of getting back into the postseason, uh, which they have done in recent uh, history, uh, is probably going to go by the wayside. Ben Salem, heck, they haven't been in the postseason in a while. But looking here real quick, if they can win this and get Council Rock North next week, they go into Penridge and Council Rock South. They could win three of their next four. Right. They could. 
The big thing for Truman right now, as we mentioned earlier, when they beat Pensbury, is they probably should have lost that game. Way too many penalties. Pensbury okay. did put some points on the board. They gave up a lot, uh, but we already know about Pensbury's uh, issues defensively right. this year. Ben Salem has athletes. Ben Salem is coming off back-to-back losses to two good teams in Upper Dublin and CB East as long as they don't get deflated over those two losses. They weren't bad losses, 35-27 and 23-12. They they weren't bad losses. If the coaching staff can keep them uh, in check, Alexander Houston, the, the, the HC over there, if the kids keep their – their a positive attitude in this one. I think they can take down the Tigers on their homecoming. Ben Salem Owls, I will give them the nod. In fact, I'll go with the score uh, that they lost to uh, East by, 35-27. Okay. I, I, don't have, I don't have that many points being put up, but what, what you said about Ben Salem, you know, they're, it's been years and years of, you know, of losses and everything, but you know, they're starting to believe. And we wanted to see how they did against Upper Dublin, and they played a very good Upper Dublin team tight. And then we wanted to see what they do against CB East. They, they, they hung with a pretty, you know, a pretty good CB East team too. You know, these are things that Ben Salem doesn't normally do. So, you know, the first-year coach, like you said, Alex Houston, you know, he's a Ben Salem grad. He's got them believing. And if you, if you get a team believing, that that's – that's a pretty big part of the battle. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be close, um, but I'm going to take the Owls uh, 21-19. So. This is a make, This is another seasonal make or break here for Ben Say. I'm looking at their schedule here as I glance over my other computer. Council Rock North should get them. Council Rock South should get them, or at least could get them. You know, In past years, you may not have said that. Right. Penridge, okay, you kind of got to give a loss there. But if they can win this game and get – to October 22nd at five and three, they maybe could get, if they can sneak in one win and it's not easy, Quakertown or Satterton to finish the year. If they could sneak in one win there and go six and four, first of all, when's the last time Ben Salem has gone five over 500 and with 16 teams back into the playoff mix, you never know because Quakertown's going to have a good good uh, power ranking. Souderton's going to have a good power ranking. You're going to get some points for playing Penridge, even if you lose, uh, you know, because of quality opponent. Uh, same with Upper Dublin. So there's there's a chance here for Ben Salem, but this has got to be the starting point here. They've got to win three of their next four, and this has got to be one of those. Yep. Yeah, they've been a great, um, you know, a great story, you know, in the early going and it's really it's really nice to see all right Daryl, that'll be it for this week um hopefully you know uh my picks will turn out better than yours i don't know <laughs> but uh as always we both thank you for you know for for checking us out and we will see you next week on our game on high school football podcast